Hi there, this is Patrick Belton of InsureTech Fintech Revolution.com and Q Digital. Uh, today's podcast, another brief one, is uh, concerns innovation, your innovation centers at your organization, um, highlighting a few aspects of what makes these attractive and functional. And uh, I'll focus in a de- to a degree on the harm caused by immature operations leadership. Obviously, at your insurance or financial organization, if you are establishing or have established an innovation center or innovation hub, it's arduous. It's a difficult process. I understand that. And there's nothing easy for an innovation team and what they are discharged to do. But there are many questions I want to throw at you first. Does your innovation center actually innovate or even try to innovate? Is it even permitted to try and innovate by your operations leadership? Does operations leadership who created the center in the first place even understand what innovation is and what the DNA of an innovation center is? Does your operations leadership even comprehend that they need to create a safe space for innovation center team members to create to create, to discuss, to debate, and to challenge. Many business leaders are too weak to embrace safe space creation and go so far as to shut down open debate of current operational orthodoxy in your firm. Shockingly, I have observed a few innovation centers in North America wherein operations leadership had this idea to create an innovation hub, which is wonderful, but they had no idea what that was, what it meant, what it entailed, and what it was supposed to accomplish, and how and who to hire for it. Even worse, after they began hiring staff for the innovation hub, without even having any notion of what the purpose of the Innovation Center was, the operations leaders refused to consult their new hires for their input into establishing the DNA of that Innovation Center. The net result that I witnessed in these Innovation Centers was what I call discombobulated dysfunction. So is the Innovation Hub about process, or about originality, or about disruption. Incremental innovation for process improvement, or innovation for originality, or innovation for disruption. Internal disagreement over favoring one over the other, combined with inputs from operational management teams, often proves to create a contentious atmosphere but this does not mean that it has to become or be toxic. Embrace the tension in order to strive for higher, finer, pinpoint achievement goals. And this requires operations leadership who are mature, who are comfortable in their own skin and do not feel threatened by staff ideas, difference or intellect. So innovation or execution, what do you focus on? Firms are often good at one of these, either execution or innovation, and often less so at the other. 
Sometimes we find firms through failure of leadership and failure in hiring capable talent that are good at neither, making use of an innovation center to achieve superior levels of process refinements or innovations surrounding your firm's business model or better performing products and services offerings, locating consensus around these pursuits and the details of each category of those pursuits proves to be very contentious at times. This is especially the case because if innovation hub, hubs operate properly, then they are pushing the innovation process internally at your firm. Thus, it resonates as an endeavor that pervades every vein and pore of your organization. Innovation can be and is inherently confrontational. It challenges your established orthodoxies, what you believe, what you think, and why you believe and think that. That can be personal at times, but you can never let it become personal. Again, this type of situation, this type of scenario, this requires that the leadership in business operations do not feel threatened by Innovation Center team members, that such leadership is mature in their attitudes and embraces being challenged and welcomes that. Business leadership must possess strength of character, but all too often, one finds the opposite to be true, in particular in the insurance industry. So isolation and exclusion versus inclusion. This is really important with your innovation center. The innovation pursuits in your company cannot be limited to just those members who are directly attached to the center. Innovation is not an isolationist process and demands wide inclusion in your company, including that of frontline service workers at times who have valuable contributions and inputs to make and whose roles can be impacted by innovations coming down the pipeline. I recall actually observing an innovation center about a year and a half ago, wherein the leadership of the center, of the Innovation Center, strongly disapproved of and questioned frontline service staff being consulted on a particular innovation project. But these service staff related to customers on a day-to-day -day basis that this particular innovation project involved. Thus, their, the, the frontline service workers, their inputs were invaluable as they understood the customer mentality and how this given project would be received by them. Yet the management in the operations in this particular company, in fact, even the executive in charge of the Innovation Center outright, rejected any notion that frontline service staff contributions should be sought out. In this case, the, center's, the Innovation Center's manager was displeased with the project leader who was asking service staff for their input. Innovation, Innovation centers are and must be inclusionary, not exclusionary. The centers will never achieve their goals otherwise. Inclusion is always present where mature leadership is present. And by mature leadership, I don't mean the age of the individual. Mature in attitudes and actions. Immature leadership don't embrace counterfactuals. Innovation center leadership and leaders on the operations side must all embrace the fact that the innovation center process 
will be cutting across all facets and areas of an organization. Accepted business practices will be questioned and broken down to a very granular level. Leadership's way of thinking will be questioned, and that can be personal at times if business leaders are territorial or hold on too closely to their own ideas and ways of doing things, or are emotional leaders who are prideful. Counterfactuals must be embraced by leadership. This is the bottom line. But often this is not the case due to the immaturity of certain leaders in some organizations. The rapidity of change in our society today is so excessively fast. Actually, it's hypersonic. If your firm fails to identify things like a data culture and act on it, if it fails to establish competent overarching rules to guide your innovation efforts, if it fails to support wide inclusion within your organization to drive innovation forward, if it fails to establish a strong organizational culture, if it fails to create a safe space for your creatives to operate and to openly communicate, if it fails in all things communication, especially making known to staff what the strategic plan is and dovetailing this with innovation, you will fail. These things may, and you actually will experience staff churn too on top of it all. These things may seem obvious, and yet time and time again, many insurance organizations in particular fail to acknowledge them and get them right, and thus they fatally screw up their innovation process. You will fail at innovation if, number one, your firm will clearly fail at innovation if you fail to pursue the creation of new business models, assertive evolution, is absolutely required. And this means a willingness to constantly explore new models and ways and means of doing things. This means disrupting your existing value chain, broadening out your profit centers and locating new communities of customers. You will fail if you fail to move. Let me restart that thought. If you fail to move fast, by, by staying steps ahead of your competition because you do not execute innovation faster and reach your launch pads quicker. To accomplish this, you must be disciplined in all facets, especially execution, planning, embracing a culture that is inclusional and cuts across all areas of your firm while involving personnel throughout your organization. This means a need for embracing cross-functional project culture for every innovation endeavor pursued with operations managers not blocking such efforts. And crucially, this means that innovation hub staff members must be encouraged and pushed to learn broadly, including learning that is focused around the industry you work in, in the marketplace, society, technology, the economy, culture, and so forth. You will fail at innovation if you fail to choose logical, rational extensions of your current business to innovate in. These choices must be directly relevant to your current market strengths. You will fail at innovation if you fail, if you neglect to harness the personal and professional networks of your existing employees. These must be capitalized on to succeed. 
Through strategic pursuit of innovation mandates, leveraging your employees' networks that are external to your organization is critical. Part of your hiring considerations for your innovation team members is to look for people who possess strong external networks and then leverage the heck out of these. These networks will assist in facilitating innovation success and are one of its keys. This leads on to an obvious linkage, which is that of collaboration. It would seem obvious to collaborate, but so many operations managers and leaders will block the efforts of innovation staff members from internal company collaboration that extends beyond the confines of the innovation center. Some business leaders consider this a waste of time as it removes traditional service and operations staff from their day-to-day roles to serve the needs of a given innovation project. Amazingly, I have seen instances at innovation centers that I have observed where consultation of frontline staff is shut down by operations leadership, even if these consults were of the 10-minute type variety. The operations leaders consider this a waste of time in these innovation hubs. Instead, they prefer to dictate what innovation staff should do and encourage the innovation hub members to keep their horse blinders on when carrying out their work. You will fail at innovation if your innovation center staff are not compensated and rewarded well and do not work in a physical environment that is conducive to innovation. Without these, staff will not be driven or organized in their efforts. The design, the layout, the functionality, the furnishings even of your physical working space. This must be dedicated to the innovation center and it's crucial as it must account for their unique needs involving communication, flow, personality, light, openness, diversity, noise or lack of it, solitude, technology and many other things. These innovation center members need a company culture that surrounds them, that is supportive, nurturing, enabling, and that is characterized by openness and fluidity of communication. You will also fail at innovation if you fail to allow your innovation center staff to pursue comprehensive insights into emerging and current technologies that can be harnessed by your company and which can be used to obtain meaningful economic value. This requires some degree of risk-taking that must be embraced by operations leadership. Partly, this means creating a safe space wherein Innovation Center staff are able to freely pursue examination of competitors' innovations, exhaustive research of particular innovation ideas or instruments, and experimentation using them, by the way, whether these are deemed practical or not at the outset, and be constantly sharing these internally, these discoveries with other innovation staff, as well as those outside of the innovation center. Again, too often, I have witnessed innovation centers where the operations leadership sitting above it, stifle and discourage any and all comprehensive examinations of a given technology instrument under consideration or sharing of these discoveries throughout the firm. That's banned too. This harkens to operations leadership who are of the shoot from the hip variety and who have a tendency to make willfully ignorant, ill-informed decisions on technology and innovation and so on. I refer to this as the dollar store tech syndrome.
you will fail in innovation if you have not provided the resources necessary to, to innovation center staff and not balanced out a wide enough portfolio of innovation projects, some of which are going to fail. You will fail at innovation, my last point, if you have failed to prioritize innovation-led growth throughout your company, such that these endeavors permeate and cascade throughout your organization. This essentially means that true and authentic vision is required, and yet few people possess such visionary ability. When you find an employee with such vision, it is necessary to assume risks and defer to an extent to what they see down the road in your industry, your business, the economy and society. With prioritization comes a pressured expectation for real and practical growth emanating from the innovation center and also with associated accountabilities and clear targets being established. With such vision comes hope for your company's future. So that's it for today's podcast. It's Patrick Belton of the InsureTech, FinTech, Revolution.com and Q Digital. Till next time.